right, welcome back to another episode of What's Your 20? My name's Chris Yetter, Van Operator Experience Manager for Ace Relocation Systems. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode, Reaching Into the Archives, actually recorded uh, the first day we broke the podcasting equipment out. Recorded in the conference room of Ace 62 in San Diego, California. Clay Peterson and myself were just kind of sitting in the conference room taking a break from making our first recordings and Erica Brown happened to see the note that said uh, podcasters working and she uh, she walked in. Uh, <laughs> don't know that she expected to be a participant, but indeed she was. So we took the opportunity to keep the recorder going and talk a little van operator and customer service interaction and communication on just some of the challenges that her team faces what van operators can do better. But not only that, touched on a little, you know, hey, what can customer service do better? Erica and her entire team are always welcome to feedback. So here it is. It's a shorty. Enjoy it. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, so welcome back to What's Your 20 podcast sponsored by Ace Relocation Systems. We have a guest and she has a actually really good question. So we're going to just fire this off. So go ahead. Hello, my name is Erica Brown. I'm the account manager for A62. And I just want to know how is the uh, communication between our drivers and our CX team? Are we do we have good feedback from the drivers? Is there anything that we can improve on or anything that needs to be brought up? And just so everybody knows, the CX team is the second floor in San Marcos, the first floor here in San Diego. Erica's looking for feedback from the drivers. She's already talked to all of us in Interstate Ops, so she's looking for input from you guys out there on the road doing the job. Anything that you think that can be done different or easier from your standpoint, they, uh, they're all ears. Absolutely. So part of any good family is having challenges that we have to overcome. The fact that you're even here asking the question uh, tells me that you and your team want our van operators to be successful. So um, absolutely, I would say that right at the top, and I know you don't control this, but you know, I know video surveys are the 900 pound elephant in the room when it comes to the ire of the van operator. You know, why don't we just send somebody out there and they're never right. And there's this whole stigma. Are you involved with that at all? I'm not very involved in that. However, I do think that our CX team, when we're doing our initial call with the customer, we can get a pretty good sense of the, you know, the weight of that shipment as far as, you know, getting the square footage of the house, just kind of going over, okay, how many bedrooms are being moved? Uh, do you have a, any offsite storage units or any other second locations? Um, and just completing that gives you a pretty good idea as far as what weight we're looking at. But I, I don't, I'm not really involved in the video surveys, but are we seeing a lot of um, shipments still that the weight comes in? I would say that... The obvious pros and cons of video surveys, you can get them done on the spot if the customer's available. I would say that I think, in my opinion, and it may not be the popular opinion, it's probably about the same. I can have a human being walk into a residence and do a survey, and it'll be a couple pounds over or a couple pounds under or spot on. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's exactly identical, but I don't think it's been enough of a difference where I've noticed it. The trend would be, I hear very few people say it's going over rather than it's going under. And that's because this time of year, it's harder to find fill. So if it's going under, it's a bigger problem. You know, mm -hmm. I got a 5,000 pound hole now. 
Well, that was the last shipment I have going out of Southern California to New York City this week, so it presents a different challenge. In the summertime, you'll hear more about it when it's a problem when the shipment's going over and they don't have the space to get that last shipment. The complaints and the concerns and, and the questions regarding video survey is going to adjust with the volume of work. Right. You'll hear more about the lower weight when we can't fill them and you'll hear more about the heavier weight when we've got too much well a lot of customers you know when you're doing that initial call they will say they'll you know let you know i'm looking to downsize a lot so i think maybe if if we have a note like that from the customer then you know maybe the coordinator can follow up and just you know or let the customer know if you do downsize please let me know or try to give me an idea of the items that you are not no longer moving so we can just kind of give the driver or interstate ops a heads up on the difference in weight. I mean, that's typically how that is handled. And you guys ask questions on customer service side stuff, you know, along the lines of, you know, how many bedrooms do you have? What's the square footage? Is everybody in the house moving or is it a son going to college? It, you know, garage is not included in square footage. Basement is not included in square footage. Right. So you guys ask all those questions. Um, there may be some feedback from drivers that want to know about other questions. You know, drivers may have suggestions on other things that should be asked. No, absolutely. And getting suggestions from our van operators is, is really the driving force. So customer service can't help you if you're not asking the question. So I have a question for you, Erica. What can our van operators do better for your team? That is a great question, actually. <laughs> um, so I've had conversations with a couple of drivers, and one of the things that always comes up is the driver will say, well, I called in this extra labor needed for this service. I wasn't able to get a hold of the coordinator, but I called in. So I always tell our van operators, I know it's hard for them you know, to send a quick email because they're on the job, they're busy. But I tell them, send an email or reach out to you know your planner and say, I can't get a hold of the coordinator, but I need help now, especially if, you know, we have a situation where uh, there's crazy amount of extra labor being needed and it needs to be taken care of ASAP, then you need to get a hold of someone as soon as possible. So I've let them know if you can't get a hold of the coordinator, give me a call, but, you know, either send an email or something because after the fact, it's going to be a he said, she said kind of thing. And now we don't have approval for that extra labor. And I see a lot of that come back. And obviously, you know, van operators are not happy with extra labor not being approved. So I think communication to the coordinator, any additional services, email or call someone who's going to relay that message and request that approval. And get a name. Yes, get a name. Also, make sure that if it's approved or not, because sometimes, you know, the drivers will go ahead and complete the service. And now it's after the fact. Too bad, so sad. So yeah. let's talk about a little more about extra labor. I mean, let's face it, it's a revenue stream. And it probably can get annoying from a customer service standpoint when somebody's calling in on every shipment for extra labor. Uh, what do you find are going to be acceptable reasons for extra labor and what things are getting shot down? For example, um, the one that I always would run into is there's totes that need to be packed. I want extra labor. Or PBOs that need to be unpacked and repacked because it's an account. What are you finding? I know every case is different, but what's the general consensus with the customers? The most common occurrences. That would be PBOs. It's per account, but most accounts will approve the extra labor as long as you call it in the day of. 
Also, a big one, actual weight. If the weight is going over, when the driver arrives, he can get a pretty good idea if that weight is going to be going over. And I'm talking about, you know, if it's going over 110%, the PBO needs to call it in to get up, you know, to have a better chance of getting approval from the account because we cannot be notifying the account five days after the shipment loaded. Oh, by the way, there's additional weight. So we need to get a detailed description as what do you think is causing the additional weight? Call it in the first day and let's try to get approval for that. But the extra labor, that's the big one. So extra weight's probably extra packing too. So that you too. Know, on a pack day, if you have a, you know, calls for 80 units and you, end of the day, you notice you packed 120, that's probably a good time to call your CSR and say, hey, this thing's going over. Yes. And you brought up 110%. So I have noticed that more accounts... Yes. Um, rather than the old non-binding, we're going to pay what it weighs. Those days are pretty much gone, right? Right, right. And I've seen that most accounts will approve the additional weight as long as the driver calls it in the day of. We provide, we give the account a heads up. Once we get the actual weight, we provide them with the actual weight, the cost, and we have details as to what costs that additional weight. So most accounts will approve it, but again, we need to be proactive. And there's a, there's a process for weight overage that all the PBOs should know. You know, you have to obviously get your scale tickets at the same place. Call in before you load anything in case we have to have somebody come out and verify or sign an addendum, whatever the case may be. So it's important that the drivers know that is not something you can call in after the job's done. That's something you have to call before you load item one, get it reported, and then we can start the process. And maybe nothing needs to be done. You're approved. We're good to go. And maybe somebody has to come out and verify. You have to make sure you're doing that on the front end. That's not a back-end thing that can be done. So the moral of the story is being proactive, getting things approved on the front end, and then scales. Isn't it the best when a van operator gets a scale, you know, 100 miles from origin and then gets the uh, lightweight or the heavyweight as it, if it's not a back way um, in a different state? Does that help you? Two days later, <laughs> two days later 500 miles later. Like I said, proactive. Um, if, you know, most drivers, you know, I've, I've gotten calls from van operators that will tell me, hey, here's a situation, um, I'm going to have to back way. Or, and again, notifying the account, letting them know ahead of time why that is, there's usually not a problem. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is also overflow. Same thing with weight overages. If there is going to be an overflow that needs to be communicated to the coordinator ASAP so that we have time to go over the overflow process with the customer and also just ensure that non-essential items are not loaded onto that overflow portion. Obviously, make sure you get the mattresses, you know, right. the kids' clothes, things that they're going to need immediately. You can leave the patio furniture and the fishing poles in the overflow. Yes. And so once the customer knows exactly the process and they understand that nothing that's essential to them is in the overflow, they're most of the time pretty good about it. I mean, they'll be fine and they'll just want us to keep them posted on the arrival time for that overflow. But that's a big one, too, that I've seen. How much do you love it when van operators change the dates? I got a three day job and you find out at, uh, you know, 3 p.m. on the uh, second day that they are buttoning up and they're out of there. Yeah. Or even better, it's a three-day job, and they've talked to the customer without anybody knowing, and they're not going to be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday. That's even worse, I think. Yes. So we have to understand that customers make arrangements 
to be present for their move and and they also you know hotel rooms they're planning on being there all three days so again being proactive if that is you know if the driver knows on day one that he's not going to need all the days then you know communicate with the csr and we will discuss with the customer and say hey it looks like we're only going to need two days are you okay with us loading everything on day two and some customers will say yeah that works better for me others will say no actually i've already made plans to be here or you know we have a final walkthrough on that third day or whatever the case might be uh we need to communicate because the driver could say oh i already talked to the customer and you talk to the customer and they're like, no, he pretty much, you know, they just told me this is what's going to happen. It's going to be done. I didn't really have an option. So, yeah. More often than not, customers are usually, you know, a driver goes in, he's doing a 15,000 pound packing load and he's starting out day two and it's clear he's going to be done. The customer doesn't want to be in an empty house with everything packed up, right. you know, except for their beds. Um, but the communication part from yes. the van operator to the customer service representative and to interstate ops is important because then we're all on the same page. Exactly. One, because you guys can communicate to the account. Two, hey, I had 5,000 pounds. You could have loaded direct on that third day, but I didn't know you were going to get finished early until the end of the day. We've already dispatched that out. So there's lots of different points of view on why that communication yes. is important. Also for third party. Third party services too. You know, we have them set for the day number day. three because a customer requested it that way that the beds there there's a sleep number bed that needs to be disassembled um so we need to be updated as well because if you're going to finish in two days and now we have to get with the third party company make sure they can change the appointment also if they have like a safe so, so a lot of moving pieces in this whole thing yes. and it is critical that we're all on the same page and also one last thing on this subject the answer that the transferee gives to the van operator is not necessarily the answer that you hear after the fact, after they've given the okay to the van operator. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yes. So um, we will talk to the van operator and, you know, they'll say, okay, the customer was fine. And then, so we go ahead and reach out to the customer as well. And then a lot of the times what the customer will say, you know, I, I, didn't say anything because I just, you know, felt uncomfortable. They didn't want to upset the person that's right. going to take possession of all of their belongings. Yes. And the reality is then it gets to the account and then things get escalated. And that's usually when someone like Dan or mm -hmm. somebody spends time answering on why we upset their customers. So finding out on the front end, super yes. key, unified front, find out what the real answer, because ultimately taking care of the customers and profitability picking extra tonnage up as well, like Clay mentioned, is key. So do you have anything else for us or you just came in to say hi? I just came to say hi, <laughs> but um, no, these were, um, this is great. This is really good, actually. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. So no, no other questions. Well, you're on my list and actually the entire uh, customer satisfaction, and I'm still learning the terminology of what everybody's titles are. So forgive me if I'm, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> if I'm messing that up, but this will be an ongoing thing. You know, we're looking to bring content and value and share information. So communication is paramount. So thank you so much for stopping in. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. There you have it. Erica Brown. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode five in the books. I'm going to take a brief hiatus traveling to San Marcos, Texas uh, next week. 
for the annual operations manager summit. It's going to be a good time. All the ops managers get together. We'll also have some non-ACE personnel in attendance as well, all collaborating and sharing ideas. So it's also an opportunity to take the podcasting gear on the road and going to lay down some content. Looking forward to talking with Tim Ruddle about what it's like out there on the road as a van operator for ACE Relocation. Also, what it's like to run the Mover Syndicate. So it's going to be a fun opportunity to talk origins of that page, the reasons behind it, the importance of qualified labor, all sorts of fun stuff. Also, Jesse Gerson, head of the CX team in San Marcos, he's agreed to come on. So it'll be another opportunity to kind of expand on this past episode we had with Erica Brown talking all things customer satisfaction. Also, the ops team, Olivia Lopez, Stephen Cranack, Clay Peterson will be back on. So a lot of really cool, cool stuff. So yeah, until then, follow us on Spotify. Thanks for listening and be safe out there. Life, I love is making music with my friends.